How's everybody doing? It's Thursday the 31st, a cloudy day in the River Valley once again. Some more rain expected. Eventually, these podcasts will have uh, nothing to do with rain being involved in the same day. But until then, I guess we will just keep trucking along here. Today, I want to talk about a new law that has been put into place in Jersey. So, it affects our towns over there and Lambertville, Stockton, Frenchtown, <clears throat> and the rest of New Jersey, obviously. And usually when laws are put in place for industry, a lot of times it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily always have too much to do with the end customer. But in this case, there has been so much frustration, in some cases a lot of anger in the tree industry with owners and workers um, alike over poor practices or quote-unquote tree services that follow a standard or, you know, follow safety regulations, things of that nature. So let me, let me go back a little bit and let me digress a little bit into a bit of the history of tree work shortly. Tree work used to pay well to above average for industry overall in local towns, communities, due to the skill level that it takes, the, the bit of danger that's involved with it. And they were able to do that because things were priced out correctly to what overhead for the company would be to what the market fair value was for areas and um, income levels and things of that nature. So tree services and, and the people that would sell the work or the owners that would sell the work, they were capable of fairly pricing things and staying competitive with the other man without having to try to lowball him or put him under or um, sometimes more importantly without having to skip out on uh, safely outfitting their crew or their crews with helmets and um, chainsaw protective pants, hearing protection, eye protection, equipment that works properly, things of that nature. More recently, the trend has been, I would say, in the last 20 to 15 years, which seems like a long time, but a grand scheme of things is a short glimpse, moment, fraction in time. It has been going more the way of how guys that go out and mow lawns have, have been notorious for. They show up. They have really no insurance. They have no workman's comp type deal. They don't use any safety equipment. Um, and that comes down to a lot of times due to the fact that they're, they're killing themselves. They're shooting each other in the foot with pricing. So they're constantly lowballing the next man. Someone will put, say, $100 on a job. The next guy will come in and know that that guy put $100 on it he'll put, instead of $98 on it, he'll put 
50. He'll just cut it right in half. And then the next guy will come and put 25 until it's down to like 15 bucks. And the customer goes ahead and says, you can cut my grass. So in the tree world, it's starting to become that same way. But unfortunately, kind of like I touched on already, when prices are starting to be uh, having a bid war, such as is going on now, there's no profit that comes into the company. So when there's no profit that comes into the company, you start seeing other things go to the wayside. Education, um, pay. Well, education because the pay of the of the employee goes down. So an employee that's worth their fair value and they know their own worth because they're educated goes down. They don't have that guy. So now you get a cheaper guy that or girl that doesn't necessarily have the education or the practical knowledge, skills, life skills of doing the job. They're just looking for employment. They don't really care what it is. So that goes down. The employer starts seeing things like helmets, chainsaw pants, proper working equipment, um, other safety equipment being either a luxury or they see it as an optional. And it's not an optional. Uh, you know, e- even according to OSHA and common sense, things of safety and whatnot are not an option. So with that in mind and the way that things have been uh, digressing, New Jersey passed a law and it's actually, it's, it's, it's amazing that they passed it. I, I know a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen, but the basic part of this law states that to be a working tree service or arborist in the state of New Jersey, one, you have to take a certification test through the state, which is basically a knowledge test of knowing your industry, which is great. It's kind of like becoming a certified arborist. And even if you're a certified arborist, you still have to go take their test, which is fine. And they give you a certification. You also have to have all your safety in line. So the state can send somebody out to check on your work site that you're at. And if your guys don't have proper protective equipment on, if the machinery is not running right, if you're doing things substandard, they have the authority now to shut that tree service down for that day or whatever they, they, they deem proper. A lot of people say, hey, that's, that's overstepping boundaries. You're, you're, you can't have that much control. That's too much big brother. Well, here, here's, here's the, the outcome when you don't have something like that. You have these companies that will run around and they'll do things substandardly and they'll have no safety whatsoever. And, you know, and because of no safety and they're trying to underbid everybody and the education level of the, of the worker goes down. The resulting accidents, you would assume, just affect the worker. But the reality of it is, is that the resulting accidents also could be a branch that goes through your roof or hits your neighbor's car. Or now you have a massive accident because there's a crane that someone put on the ground in front of your house. And, you know, all this attention is now put onto your front yard 
or you not have to call your insurance company and tell them I had a tree service out here. They put something through my roof. Oh, by the way, they have no insurance. It's on me. And going into that, the insurance part of it, look, if they don't have insurance and one of their workers gets hurt, it falls onto your homeowner's insurance liability. You pay for that. You, you, you as the customer are not protected. No different than getting into a car accident and the other driver is not insured. Falls onto your insurance. You know, damages and everything. I mean, you could try to sue or counter sue, but, you know, that's the way it works. So New Jersey recognizing that took a big step in the tree industry for tree care and said there needs to be things that start at the core cause, which would be the tree service. If they don't have this standard and this certification through our state and they're not registered, they're, they're not doing business here. So they can literally now go and stop a company that are out doing a job if they know that they haven't been certified. Now, I don't know if there's a, a grace period, like they have five years or whatever for companies to get in line on this. I imagine there is uh, for fairness, but... The, the, the sheer fact that they've started it already is amazing. Pennsylvania, you come onto the other side of the bridge, we don't have that. So I, I tend to only do business or support friends that have businesses when they do the right thing. It's the harder thing to do. Anybody that started a business of any kind, doesn't have to be tree work, know how hard it is to just simply have the basic things that you need by law. Workman's comp, um, company insurance, whatever certifications you need to do your craft, your trade. That's all an upfront expenditure. That's all an upfront overhead right off the bat. The moment that you think that you're gonna start a business, you automatically have overhead. So with that said, I was having a, a conversation with one of my buddies that does work in the Quakertown area. He has a tree service in the Quakertown area. And we just happened to be talking about another friend of ours that uh, has a quote-unquote tree service. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say quote-unquote. He has a tree service. Um, he, he does business um, so we were talking about him and we somehow got on the, the conversation of insurance. And he said, yeah, by the way, did you know that he doesn't have insurance he, for, tree, for tree work? He only has insurance for landscaping work, which he does do landscaping. That's how he started, I think. No, maybe he started doing something else. But anyway, he, he does landscaping and he has landscapers insurance. So the problem is right there is that most homeowners don't don't know the difference, which I don't really expect you to. If you have landscapers insurance, you most likely can do small ornamental pruning as long as you don't leave the ground. Um, and there might be like at it at a cost if you say you run a chainsaw or something of that nature. But if, if you climb, if you get off the ground, so if you use a bucket 
if there's cranes involved, if there's cranes involved, it's it's even more money. Um, if you climb, and I'm gonna even go as far as saying if you climb using a ladder, because anything above a person's um, height is considered needing fall protection. So you either need to be tied in somehow or be in a bucket and tied into the bucket. Um, in that case, you're now not under landscaping quote-unquote insurance. That's a, that's a tree service, that's a climbing service, that's a bucket service. That's a whole different thing insurance-wise. So this friend of ours, he's been going around doing this work. Um, and don't get me wrong, the majority of the time he does fair enough work. He's not exactly the, the strongest knowledge-wise of tree work. Um, and you know part of that's because he's in it for business and working for himself. He's not really in it for the craft, which you know everybody's got their thing. I'm not going to judge on that part. Everybody's got to make a living. Not everybody's going to love what they do. Um, you kind of hope that the person that owns the company loves what they do and is kind of a geek about it and really gets into the knowledge part. But unfortunately, with tree work, that's not the case. So he's going around doing all this tree work, no tree insurance. Homeowner's not really protected. Um, and neither are his employees that will be doing any type of climbing or bucket work. And God forbid crane work, because in the past I had done climbing for him and then done crane work for him. So uh, that's um, that was a shock to me. It's kind of angering as a climber, as a as a worker, because you just found out that you know not only were you not protected, but if something were to happen to you, your family, you know, my wife and my two boys at home, they're not protected either. The only thing that they'd be t protected by is the fact that I have life insurance. I have doubled up life insurance. So, you know, when when a when an educated climber or worker in the industry, and I like to think of myself as that, has personally doubled up his own life insurance privately because of the trade that he's in, that should give an idea of the risk assessment personally that I put into the, the job that I love to do, the craft that I love to do. So the owner of the company sure as heck better have doubled up on theirs. Because it's not a matter of if someone's going to get hurt. It's only a matter of when that person's going to get hurt when that branch is going to go through a roof or when we accidentally break a window or when we accidentally scratch a car. Because let's face it, accidents happen. Malicious accidents will be when it wasn't meant to happen, but you also didn't protect the customer. You didn't protect the employee. That's malicious. Accident. But most homeowners don't know this stuff. They don't. They don't realize. Um, you know, there, there's. I, I tried to look it up the other night with my wife. 
Um, she runs a business and I asked her, I said, is there any way that I can go on the internet, like a Google search and Google a company name and say, are they insured? And it just pops up their insurance company with their policy and their date. I don't need their policy number, but their date of what it's been up to date. And she kind of thought there was because she's in the education field. So, you know, you can look up a school's insurance and uh, it'll, it'll tell you that they're insured. But that's because those type of policies have been set up for schools where, you know, law dictates that anybody can see that. But there, there wasn't really anything for insurance on regular companies. We could look up and we were able to find that, you know, their workman's comp has been set up and what dates, which by the way, this buddy of ours, his workman's comp was up this past month. So <clears throat> unless the website hadn't been updated, his workman's comp's not there either. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just, it's, it's, it's shocking to find out how many tree care services are not properly insured, not properly protecting the customer. And there's not enough that it's being done in the state of Pennsylvania, I know for sure, to help protect them. Where at least Jersey is starting to make the steps. Will it work? Will it be enforced in the long run? That's anybody's guess. That's up for debate. There's plenty of laws that are never enforced. There's plenty of regulations that's never enforced. But unless it's talked about, unless it's brought to the industry's attention and we can stop playing nice, stop not wanting to rock the boat a little bit on it, the boat needs to be rocked on it. Some some people need to fall off the boat and just have to swim the shore and start over. And for sure, the customer, the community, they they need to know. That's that's another thing. It doesn't necessarily just have to affect the, the customer. If a tree service is working on the side of a street, passing car goes by or, or someone's walking by, and they're not properly protected, there you go. It just affected someone that has absolutely nothing to do with what that tree service is there to do. They're just a bystander. They're just a person passing by. But they need to be detected. So when you drive by, I want, I want you to, to think about this. The next time you see a tree service, just take a moment if you can remember. When you drive by or you walk by or you look outside your window and you see a tree service working, are the employees all wearing hard hats? Do they have glasses on? Do they look like they have hearing protection? Sometimes you can't see the hearing protection because they have these little plugs that they put in their ears. So fair enough. When they're, when they're cutting stuff on the ground, do they have weird looking pants on? Bright orange, different color green, kind of look like chaps because they're chaps. They basically don't have a back to them. Now, some some uh, guys that geek out more about it, 
they have pants, they have literally pants that are integrated to be protective against chainsaws. Do they have a proper work zone? Are there cones out in the street to draw more attention to the fact that they're working off the side of the street? So cars can have more attention brought to it so they can go around or they can slow down. These are all things that you want to look at. Too often I see on Facebook people asking for recommendations in towns um, for a tree service. And that's, I, think that's, I think that's awesome, to be honest with you. I think it's great because it helps word of mouth out even more for local business. And you can truly tell who, uh, who cares because you'll see the business owners. Alpine Tree Service, classic example. Every single time I see someone in New Hope, Washington's Crossing, uh, Yardley, ask for a recommendation and his name happens to be mentioned, his response time was always within five minutes to that person saying, hi, this is who I am. I would love to talk to you. Here's my website. Here's my Facebook. Have a look. So that's great when people are able to ask for recommendations on Facebook so easily or on social in general. But too often I find the companies that are being recommended are always the quote-unquote cheapest guy. And are easily discernible as a unsafe working kind of company. They don't have the safety protections, which makes you just wonder what else are they not doing. So please, if you are going to have tree service or tree work done on your property, ask this one basic question and then follow it up with, I need you to send me a copy of it. Just ask them if they are insured to do tree work. And if they're, if they're saying that they're going to use a crane, that they're insured to also have cranes be part of the tree work. And when they inevitably say yes, ask them for proof of insurance. Now, on that insurance, it might not state that they can use crane work or they can use a crane. Please do your two seconds of homework, two minutes of homework, and call up that insurance company. Tell them that you're going to be using XYC tree service and they are planning on using a crane on the job. Are they insured to do that? You have to protect yourself. Unfortunately, you have to protect yourself. Because like everything else in life, people are about making that bottom dollar way too often. And they put that priority ahead of doing their craft the proper way. And taking care of the customer. And taking care of the community. Because when you take care of the customer and you take care of the community, and that's your priority, the work will follow. The word of mouth will travel. 
This is my Thursday podcast of Arborist Jim. I hope it was informational for you. Hope there's something that you didn't think about that you now are aware of. If there's any questions on this topic, feel free to leave a comment or on the Anchor app, leave me a voice comment. In the following episodes, I will answer them if need be. And I appreciate you listening. Future podcasts, I'm planning on having some interviews lined up of local environmentalists, local figures in the community in our area. Talk about their jobs, talk about how they're going about with our environment around us and how they're trying to better our living conditions in the outside. Should be interesting. Look forward to it. There's definitely a lot of amazing people in our community and not necessarily having to do with tree work. But to do with everything in our community. Maybe it's a small business and they donate time. Or maybe it's a government official and they have something they would like to to speak about to get the word out. Or that they want to ask and they would like to use this platform to reach people in our community on a more personal level when they know that our lives are busy and we can't necessarily make it out to a meet and greet. Although... A lot of us would like to, but life gets in the way, let's face it. Children, work, getting home late. A lot of us are working double jobs now to make ends meet. So you keep working hard. I'll try to bring the information to you, and I'll try to reach out to all those that can help out with understanding our community more around us. Thank you, everybody. You have a good day. Be safe. And I'll see you on the next one.